The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You're listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 86. This is the final episode, I promise, with Ronnie Harima. What was one interview turned into two interviews, which lasts for five hours, hence five episodes. So at this point, before we get into this last episode, I feel like it's important for you to know that there are a lot of things that Ronnie says in these interviews that I don't personally agree with, quote-unquote. I don't hold the same viewpoints about God or spirit or my own journey. And Ronnie and I have found a wonderful, beautiful way to stay really close as friends and not have to agree on every little thing. We love to talk. We love to journey. We understand that both are constantly growing. And if what he has shared has challenged you, I would encourage you to just realize that growth is a thing. And you may not agree with him now, but you may later or vice versa. So let's have some fun and let's grow. There is this undercurrent. Yeah. Uh, assumption in most religious contexts that the right answer is the answer that everyone else has. Yeah, and then when you go, ah, that does that shit doesn't make sense to me, or that that doesn't, yeah. you know, that's wrong or whatever. And, yeah, and suddenly now you're the rebel. Yeah, and some people love that label. Yeah, you know, and I remember this huge season where being the rebel was like a badge of honor. And there's certain maturity issues or immaturity issues in some of that. So the idea of taking on that label as the rebel or the the question asker or the troublemaker or the black sheep. Yeah. I think so many of us have found a, I don't know, it's a salve mm-hmm. of identity of like, yeah, I'm the black sheep. I'm just super challenging for people right. and everything. And, and there's... I don't know. I, I feel like some people never leave that phase. Yeah. I think other people realize like, yeah, the identity yeah. of being that challenging and right. is just another way that I'm trying to fit in or another way that I'm trying to find some identity. Right. And you come at peace with like, no, look, I have learned yeah. that God can handle questions. Yep. I have learned that what is true, as you said with the Course of Miracles, what is true cannot be threatened. Mm-hmm. And so if it is true, yeah. I will poke at it. Right. I will prod it and I will take it to task. Yeah. And, and, if, and it if will survive. The, and if in the Christian narrative, you are supposedly a part of Christ or have the mind of Christ or are a fraction of God yourself mm-hmm. and you're all attaining to the Godhead, etc., so that actually literally means you are a part of God. You are like God in essence and in everything. And so you and God are separate and different, but one and the same. So why would God not talk to himself? So again, this is a, do you never argue with yourself? Do you never oh, wonder how you feel? Do you never, like this whole idea of this cowering, this terror, this feeling separate, this shame, this guilt, this just incredible subservience. And I think most people who would be listening to this get this maybe a little bit, but I still think going to the point where like, and and I don't mind saying it, we talked about this till three in the morning last night. So like, I don't entirely engage my world every day 
as if I'm interacting with a creator around me. I've learned and I've found a lot of reasons why that restricts a lot of thoughts. It restricts a lot of feelings. I try to engage my world, honestly, without God as much as possible. And that might immediately make some people be like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to discredit everything he said for the past hour. (laughs) But what I mean by that is partly calling the world of religion and God at its bluff and saying, no, wait, if this God is who you say this God is, I actually think this God is better than you say it is. I think this God is stronger than you say it is. I think he's not sitting around crying whenever people don't sing to him. I think he's fine. It's fine. I think everything is fine and I'm a part of it. So I have the right and I think deeply the God of creation literally wants people to be who the hell they are. Yes. I think it brings great joy to the creator, if there is a creator, that we would actually use our thinking faculty and go, Are you, do you really think you can come up with so many crazy, weird ideas, ideas that are so heretical, they're going to make you get your thumbs cut off and get you cast out of heaven and you're going to burn forever? No, I do not. And I think to even support or encourage or talk about a deity that way is incredibly devaluing. It's incredibly dishonoring. So someone could go, but Ron, what if you're wrong and you're not serving God all the days of your life? What if you're wrong? Well, here's the thing. That's called Achman's Razor. You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Achman's Razor says, hey, look, atheists or whatever. What if you're wrong? And what if you don't say, Jesus Christ is Lord. I ask him into my heart and go through one of the thousands of ways every denomination says you should be saved. Go through all the baptisms, right? Right. What if I don't do that and I stand before God one day and he's like, hey, man, uh, did you believe in me? And if I go, I don't know. I don't know if I did. He would know anyway. It says before a word leaves my lips, he knows it. So I'm sitting here going, if this God is who this God says it is, he knows what the heck I think. He knows what the so heck I feel. So why fake what you're thinking? Why would I fake it? I Here's the thing. Church is I, filled with people who are faking what they're thinking. I would not dare die and stand in front of him and lie at that moment. And he says, hey, welcome to the afterlife. Did you love me with all your heart? Um, I tried. Oh, totally, totally. Yeah, totally. Are you going to pull the wool over his eyes at that point? Yeah. Are you going to at that moment go, no, but you know what? I believed in you and you died for me and you paid for all this. Right. But did you love me with all of your strength? Uh, Did you love me with all of your soul? Did you love me with all of your might? I'm not going to pretend I did. I think it would be insulting to a wise, intelligent creator. If you look at this freaking galaxy, if you look at how complex and how crazy and how Mm -hmm. magnanimous all of it is, If you look at the mysteriousness we were talking about last night of our own consciousness, Mm -hmm. of our everything, I think whoever could have put this all together, it would be insulting to picture that you could stand in front of that deity and just make stuff up. Yeah, just bullshit. I would rather be be honest. (laughs) And and I would rather say, no, this is what I did believe. This is what I didn't believe. And I trust in your goodness and justice and love and mercy enough to go, yeah, maybe I didn't check every box. What are you going to do now? If, really, is is that how you handle offenders? Right. That I took a few years and asked some questions and walked down a dark path. And oh my God, I'm now going to receive millions and trillions of infinities of years paying for those few years. I, no way. And I, I literally <laughs> will not even share those kinds of stories to people. I won't tell those kinds of stories to my kid. I will not insult whatever creator there could be to even pretend he could come up with something so man-made as hell. I, I, and I'll end this and I want you to share Christopher Hitchens. who's a, I'm a big fan of named my dog after him. His name's Hitch. 
Christopher Hitchens uh, says that he quotes this old poem I love. It was an old Dutch poem, I think. And it says, We are the select and chosen few. All the rest are damned. There's room enough in hell for you. We don't want heaven crammed. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and just I just think it would be insulting to go like, it's clear enough. Who wants heaven? Everybody. Who wants hell? Do you want hell for yourself? Absolutely not. But who do you want hell for? Others. All the people who so, disagree with me. Exactly. So you, it's so clearly contrived to me that the concept of hell and eternal damnation and all this shit, it's so clearly human constructed yeah. that it's like I'm not, I've come to the point where I realize, dude, if, there's, was, if there's a God that would do that to me, then I'm going to gladly enter that hellish eternity because I disagree with him. It's illogical and on the nose. It is. When you realize that if, if there's a place yeah. where there are people who are not one with God, then God ceases to be God because yep. God is not everything at that point. Yep. Just think about it. You can rewind it. Yes. If God is not everything, then he's not God. The definition mm-hmm. of God is to be everything. Yep. By, you know, yeah. anyway. So yeah. going back to um, <laughs> the encouragement kind of component, yeah. I will say for me in my journey, it started back in 2008. I had an experience. Blah, blah, blah. I think I've shared some of that on the on these different episodes. And I began a journey of the born ofs. I got a new name and a new name and a new name and a new name. And if I could say, you know, the top three most important truths. Hmm. One is, God is not counting your sins against you. There is no such freaking thing. There's no concept, and, the concept of it. Yeah. And it is a man-made idea and you are enemies in your minds. Yep. So the removal of the angry God and the judge yep. was is a huge thing. Yeah. You could call it the grace message. You can call it the new creation man. Like, oh, I'm sin-free. It, however you get there, sin's not, not a thing. The Course in Miracles says the problem comes the moment we accepted those terms. Yes. So uh, there's some terms that came along. It was like, hey, you did X, and this is what it now means, and this is your state with God, your cutoff. And then you go, whoa. And if you believe that, you will accept any solution. They go, here's a solution. Here's what you need to do to get right with God. Mm -hmm. But what you find is consciously, I have never met a Christian to this day where they can look me in the eye and I can go, do you completely, completely feel saved? Do you completely feel good? No. There's always that bit of like, ah, like, I hope it's all working out. It will save for me, good. but Lord, we save. did this in your name. So you, what yeah. happens is once you accept the terms of eternal guilt or eternal damnation or, or the sin nature, like you have so offended God that it's created X. Once you accept those terms, which there's no proof, there's no, it's silly to accept that, but we all do it because we were young usually when we accepted it. Once you accept it, you will spend your whole life trying to be free from it or to finally feel good about it. And you'll realize it's a war. Removing guilt and shame and sin is a war that you can't win. The only way to win the war, uh, we lose every time we accept the terms of the grace or the forgiveness or the whatever. It's the a false way, premise. It's and a false moment, premise. The moment you exist yes. the false premise, you've already lost the discussion. So the only way to win is to go back originally. And when the voice goes, hey, by the way, you sinned, therefore, you just simply go, ah, oh, I don't agree. I don't accept that. And what is sin? Exactly. So the only way to not play guilt's game is to not play the game. Yeah. I don't play by those rules. 
So that was have fun. Have fun, guilt. <laughs> of the top three things, that was mm-hmm. one of them. Mm-hmm. The second one being, we've already touched a lot on it, and that is if God be not everything, okay, then He's not God. Yep. Right. So there is a oneness to mm-hmm. all things that must exist mm-hmm. in order for an idea of God to exist. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have a duality or worse, mm-hmm. and now there is no such thing as God, yep. and chaos reigns. Yep. So the the logic demands that if there is a God, then all things are one. And now you have to come up with a different explanation for a lot yep. of freaking stuff. So there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. Oneness is oneness reigns. And those were those are big concepts, right? Those yeah. those are religious concepts, those are cosmic concepts. Right. What about me? Yep. And I would say the number three thing, and it's been in the last two years. And people who listen to this podcast, you know, I did an episode on the Toltec yeah. wisdom mm-hmm. tradition, but individual authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so for me, this episode, yeah. we're talking about ask your questions, mm-hmm. be bold, don't worry about like, yeah. but above yeah. all, find all the ways in which you're being inauthentic to yourself Yes, and give yourself permission to be authentic. I would say that about the names. What stories do you keep telling yourself about the name that was given to you from your parents, from your childhood mm-hmm. home and all that? Most of us, you talk to people in their 60s and 70s, and they'll often go back still to the pains, the struggles, the wounds of the ages between 6 and 12. Mm-hmm. Most of us do. When we go to school for the first time, when we're getting friends, when we get our heart broken, oh, I remember that thing my dad said to me that one day. Those, those, <laughs> those powers, and it's natural, they, they do affect us and they weigh upon us. But just going, to what degree do you want to live a life of mimetic desire? Peter Rollins says it really well. Picture that you're the actor on the stage and just ask the question, who's in the audience? Mm. Who am I performing for? To me, it was like that one concept was like, oh my gosh. I, for example, play piano and I have like three piano CDs. I could take that and go, oh, that's an identity of mine. I like to read a book. I often read a couple books a month. Oh, Ronnie's a learner. He reads things. He's open-minded. Oh, to what degree is that an identity of mine that I'm always upholding because maybe I'm still trying. Yeah, I'm the black sheep. I challenge my family. A lot of people in this audience would fit in. Like, are you you performing in a different way? Yeah, and I would would say for a lot of us, for me, even going very into, I don't think my thoughts, my path, even you would say the same thing. I don't need to share my story as if I think everybody else has to have the same processes they've gone through but this is the things i've come to see and feel and all that and i would say that i think a good question to ask is to what degree do i want to live my life with mimetic desire or do i want to go through the struggle and the pain and the time it takes to come to autonomy and individual desire and Mm -hmm. i think that might be a process that takes maybe our whole life maybe we are forever shedding these desires and pursuits that are upon us the identity I have for myself, mm-hmm. the things I think I am. Who am I, really? Do I know who I am or do I know who I, my mom wants me to be, my dad wants me to be, my friends think I should be this, my wife, I married her and met her 14 years ago, etc. She thinks this is who I am. How free are you to keep releasing yourself from your past identities? Right. And going, when I hit a wall, do I stop and close my eyes and just revert back to my old identity? And I keep trying to fulfill self-fulfilling prophecies. I keep trying to be the person I thought I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. 
Or to what degree I put those things aside and I'm willing to embrace new adventures, new avenues, new questions. To me, all these podcasts have been about the pursuit of freedom in your own mind, in your own heart, in your own emotions. Are you at war with yourself? Are you enjoying life really? I like, again, I'll quote Christopher, and I don't think it's him who says it, but I would rather engage a dark reality than a happy fantasy. Right. I really would rather accept the world exactly as it is. I'd rather stop lying to myself about who God is, about who reality is, about who I'm supposed to be, and really strip that all away and find out what voices, who, who's in the crowd of my life, who am I dancing for? And when can I get to the point that maybe I'm the one in the audience and I really just learn to enjoy what it is I enjoy. I learn to think what it is I think. I learn to love who it is I love, right? Yeah. So to me, it's the process of freedom and finding people. And I'm not saying I have that figured out. I'm saying, but I see that process and I'm willing to engage it because I don't want to be a puppet. I don't want to just follow out these certain desires of my family and my religion and people. I do want to find out what it really means to be an individual because to give Christians their support, I would say, I think that would be the highest call of if God is creating gods, so to speak. Right. The highest call would be for you to figure out who the hell you are. Yes. To figure out your actual individuality. What does the world, I love how Brahma, when Brahma creates Brahma and Brahma creates Brahma and duplicates itself, it's a question of who are we? Why are we here? Where are we going? What's next? A thought that brought great, great relief to me several years ago was, could it be possible that the nature of existence itself is not free from this process? Mm. In the same way that I'm going through these questions, the universal consciousness or God itself is also going, when I look to God and I cry out and go, God, who am I? God says back to you, I'm asking the same question. Who am I? Yeah. Can you tell me what is God? Can you tell me what is reality? I am you. You are me. We are in yeah. each other. So if you're asking the question, so is he. I am too. So one of the reasons you're here is I want to know what is reality through your eyes. Yeah. What is experience through you? And if I don't genuinely have that question, I have only created a puppet. Exactly. With pre-decided answers. I genuinely have removed myself and my consciousness in a sense from you and given you enough autonomy because I want you to look back at me and at all of reality and I want to hear what you think. What is this place? I think who are we? What are we doing? I think it's important for people to know too. This isn't two dudes who are pontificating yeah. from, well, in this case, we are in a, <laughs> we're in a comfortable office yeah, yeah, in yeah. your beautiful home that took... A relatively hellish journey to find. Hard. Yeah, it was hard work. And I'm still in the middle of some of my hellish journey. Last year was the worst year of my life. You're figuring it out, man. And um, so this isn't two people like, oh, it's easy for them to say. Like, Honestly, fuck you. If that's dude, like five years point, ago, I don't know if I could have been. I'm not saying I was a certain person to you. Right. I don't know who I was to you, but. I don't think I could have thought about you and just kind of been there with you through it five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. I had too many preconceived ideas still. But coming to the place I've come to, I would say natural philosophy, humanism, human solidarity, atheism, practicality. A lot of these things have helped sober me up to watch you go through what you're going through and go, 
yeah, cool. It's it's that we we all go through changes. We all change our mind. We all go right. through things. And I hold no whatever specific thought about it. I'm your friend. I'm here with you. And it, it I love, made I it. I love Don Migori's. Um, one of, you know, you don't have to be who you think you are. Mm-hmm. And to have a few friends yeah. that are like, okay, so who are you yeah. now? Yeah. And I appreciate it. You know. Yeah. I, it's. You've been that. I mean, you've been that friend to me, and I told you that last night from the first time I met you at that like conference you and you and my cousin were doing, it was like, I just sensed like, here's a person who like I could ask questions to who I could go, Hey, I'm thinking of doing this. And you're like, Hey, I've got this idea to do this thing. And like, this is a person that I can like collaborate with. Even if I don't see them often, even if I don't, whatever, this is a person who believes whatever is possible and let's go try. This person's willing to experiment with life. Isn't afraid of failing. And is is willing to go through that hard path of, of trial and error, it's, and so I've always loved that about you because you're willing to do that for yourself, but right. you also then allow me, and it gives me the permission to go. Cool, I can call Austin with whatever thing I'm going through, whatever thought I have, and he's probably going to be like, cool, and he's going to be open to my path, whatever my path is, and I think you do that for a lot of people. I think I that's you know these these podcasts, this what NAC is. I'm finding less and less um, of my own identity through it. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm well, I'm a podcaster and yeah. I am special, whatever. It's becoming more and more like, yeah, I, I live. Yeah. I enjoy talking. I yeah. might as well put a microphone in front of my face. Yeah. And hopefully it helps others. Yeah. And I think there's a load of people who listen to this stuff that the human population is waking up. Yes. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. And I think a few of the population have maybe been there a few years earlier. I saw mm-hmm. I saw a, a something on Facebook the other day that was like, "Hey, to all of those people who have been woke for like twenty or thirty years, I'm so sorry. I and I can't believe that you held on this long. Yeah, the rest of us are waking up. We're on our way. Please be patient. With yeah, us. please be patient. <laughs> and and there is this measure of like, and I'm not one of those. I haven't been woke for thirty years. I don't even give a crap about yeah. about the label anymore. Yeah. But the idea of like, if there is something we talked to last night about, a sense of like, I've learned a few things. We have mechanisms. We have the ability to create these simple podcasts, have a great conversation, put microphones mm-hmm. in the room, yeah. and see who it helps. And yeah. you're talking about two dudes who've been through hell and back. Yeah. In this pursuit of change, of finding mm-hmm. authenticity. Yeah. Of you don't have to be who you think you are. Yeah. Of finding that sense of rebellion or, or honesty or whatever. And so I think this community is loaded with people who may not have that somebody down the street that they can reach. And so hopefully reach out to us. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I mean, you got your people can message you through your podcast or they can find newagechristianity.com. Yeah. I actually, yeah. so I'm running everything through Anchor now. Yeah. I think if you listen using the Anchor app, yeah. you can message directly through that. Otherwise, we have a Facebook group. And I originally started in AC to have a really active community. Yeah. And I realized if it becomes active, great. Otherwise, there's yeah. other ways. It will turn into what it is. But um, messaging us, they can check you out at RonnieHarama.com. Yeah, RonnieHarama.com. It's like my site has, you know, a couple blogs and it has... I don't update it a ton, but it has my music. I write and record music because I love it. And I've, I've been writing books. 
So you can get in touch with me there easy. My my contact mm-hmm. page, it's Ronnie Harima, R-O-N-N-I-E-H-E-R-R-E-M-A at Gmail. It's really easy. But I, I would say too, just going, whatever questions you have, like sure, there's people who are gonna like slap your hand. I love, you know, Death Cab for Cutie has that song. Catholic school was as vicious as Roman rule. I got my yeah. knuckles bruised by a lady in black. I held my tongue as she told me, son, fear is the heart of love, so I never went back. Yep. And so you go, you have enough people that. There's enough people right. in the world, your parents, your church, enough people are going to point you back to Scripture and demand you bend the knee. They're going to demand subservience. It's a totalitarian. <laughs> Literally, it's a North... I'm so thankful for Game of Thrones with the whole <sighs> bend the knee terminology. Bend the knee, but it is it, true. It's... Like She did it. And you realize... Literally, I've, I think I brought this up in the last three episodes, but it filters into the humanity we've all struggled with. And I saw a meme that shows Jesus holding a person dangling over fire and he's pointing his finger at him and he says, love me with all your heart or else. <laughs> and you have to stop and ask these questions like, oh, I can trick myself all day long to go, oh, it's a message of grace and God loves me. But is the creator of the universe really creating just this ultimatum reality that love me or else? And it's like, at what point do I have to work on that idea and that concept and go, no, something in me has to like stand up and go, I disagree. I'm sorry. Just like Moses, just like Jacob. I disagree. And you know what? If that's the best you could come up with. Then I don't want to hang out with then you. Then I don't want to hang out with you. Anyway. I'm not going to pray to you anymore. And I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to people. Oh, you're gonna he's gonna emotionally rape me for eternity because yeah. I have I'm forced to love you. Yeah, you're in my head all the time. Like it's just this total oversight. It literally is like North Korea in the sky. Is what <laughs> Chris... <laughs> I think that's the title of the episode. North Co- love no. me or else. North Korea in the sky. <laughs> love me. Actually, no. What about that? Love me or else. Yeah, I've thought about it. I was, I, when you it's said good. that, I was like, I think that may be the title of this episode. I think that's great. I, I'm sure things can be encouraging on their own. It doesn't have to be specific things you come to. But I would say the freedom of knowing it is okay to challenge the sacred. It's okay to challenge dogma. Mm-hmm. It is okay to challenge tradition. It is okay to say why. I think Abraham should have said, like... Hey, tomorrow morning, wake up, wrap up your boy, and go kill him. I think he should have been like, um, I have a few questions here. Like he should have paused, <laughs> but he didn't. And then in the in the in the Torah, it's like, oh, he was a hero for having such close-minded yes sirness to God. He's the guy that God so favored. Insert old covenant that gets replaced. Yep. Such obedience to not use their own reason, their own heart. And I just, to me, go, I don't care. I don't care if God showed up to me tonight and was like, hey, man, kill your kid tomorrow. I would fight God before I would ever kill my kid. So I think that is the spirit of where we are at now and saying, I I believe on some level, you might go, oh, my gosh, rebellion to me is not the point. Rebellion is a part of the process, asking questions. And, And I think a lot of people in this phase... I'm a new age Christian. There is a like rebellion yeah. is the point. You get a lot. Like, yeah. No, it's, it's not. It's a part. Freedom it's is needed. Point. It's free. Freedom is the point and autonomy is the point and authenticity. Is authenticity. The point. Yeah. Because it's like, if you felt like as my friend, Hey man, I love you so much. Um, but here's the deal. Like if you don't call me next week, 
If you don't send me a text once a week that says I love you, then like you're not my friend. But hey, don't worry. I want it to be your choice. I love you. Like I can say all I want is you have your own choice. I love you. But if you don't call me like that isn't autonomy, that isn't freedom. So like good relationships release each other. There's a, a book by Paulo Colo called um, the Zahir. The Zahir. Thank you. Where his he wakes up one day and his wife is gone and he doesn't know if she's been kidnapped or if she's left him. So he hires the police thinking, no, something happened. She was murdered. She was kidnapped. He goes on a long journey to find his wife. Right. He ends up coming to the conclusion all along, I think she left me. But I think I understood her all along. And I think to some degree, like, the whole book is about that question. If I love somebody, does love control or does love let go? Does love make demands? My own, when I was going through divorce 12 years ago, my marriage counselor said to me, Ronnie, love doesn't make demands. It makes requests. Fuck, gives me goosebumps thinking about it. And he said, the way you engage with your ex who you're working through things with, do you demand things or do you make requests? A request means I'm open to your opinion. I'm open to your idea. And then I'm willing to navigate my reaction based on you. This is a thing where we meet and we engage in the middle. This is not a totalitarian. This is not a dictator. This is not my way or the highway. It's, hey, what do you think about this? I genuinely want your input. And if we go, my God, as human loves, we know that that's called respect, that's love, that's justice, that's fairness. Why do we insist on a God who does not treat creation that way? Yeah, he doesn't love you. And then why do we not? Why are we demanded to be fairer than that God, more just than that God? I don't think so. Well, his ways are higher than our yes, ways. His ways are higher. Which really, all that means is his ways are more strict. Yeah, which which really just means I want to be justified in yeah. selling you my God that makes you behave like I want you to behave. Yes, it's mostly us trying to turn the world into who we'd like them to be rather than going, you know what, Like, I'm not going to try to work on you. I'm going to try to work on letting you be you, which right. is going to take more work on my part to let go to be open to realizing that's one of the things that makes life beautiful is we don't just have one kind of pine tree with many. We don't have one flower. We have many. We don't have one animal. How freaking weird would it be if the world had one animal? <laughs> oh my gosh. It just would suck. Yeah, and you but, go with but, God, like, why do we do that with God where God's like, you need to think like me. You need to feel like me. Everything has to just be this copy of me. It literally would be a robot society. And for some Christians, I don't think they've realized it. Literally heaven, if they played it out, would just be this robot society. One of the interesting ways that I've recently, as I'm sure you do, you have these conversations with people that come along and try to prove you wrong or try to kind of get you back into the fold or whatever. Yeah. And then there's all sorts of conversations that kind of around the church and around what's going on. Yes, what's wrong with the church? What's right with the church? I mean, that. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that a lot of people use this, oh, what's wrong with the church is that there's 44,000 denominations. I think we even talked about it in mm-hmm. our thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. At the same time, if you look at it differently, if we take the idea that, yeah, this, the 44,000 denominations is certainly a lack of unity, a lack of, a lack of coherence of thought and everything like that, well, then there is another way, and I flipped it on a few people before of like, yeah, yeah isn't that awesome? Shouldn't there be 8 billion denominations? Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, yeah. isn't that so right. awesome that there's such a diversity of thought? Now, the obvious downfall is, is that each one of those think they're the only ones that are right. 
and nobody else is celebrating the diversity of denominations. Right. And so there's certainly a, it's a bigger problem. The de- than any- especially the denominations. <laughs> right. They are not all agreeing on the blessedness of one right. another. Right. But if you did, if you don't <laughs> go, oh my gosh, there's 44 denominations. What a terrible thing. And then some guy walks in the room and goes, how cool. Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Yeah. That is what we're saying. Yeah. Like there is a value what, if it's authentic. And what you would need to do on some level, there's certain things you would have to put aside. Mm-hmm. Each denomination and each, if you could say a denomination is a way of thinking, well, each person is a unique expression of God that is like a tree or a flower or an animal or a blade of grass or a stone. The world is so full of such multiplicity. Why would we in demand that God be this firm, singular thing? The mm-hmm. sword within reality that just splices through everything. Because God is is me. Is me. And, he looks and that like is me. the best exp- explanation to go, wait a minute. If God is you, how blessed. But if God is everyone else too. So the catch 22 is we all want God to be me, but I do not want God to be you. Right. So if we could accept both are true. I love how I think it was George Washington, maybe. I'm so sorry. Kennedy. It was Kennedy <laughs> who said, my mom always told me when I walk into a room... You are better than no one. And don't you ever walk into a room thinking you're better than anyone, but no one's better than you. And those two truths you need to walk into a room with. And he said, what happened was that gave me the right to walk into a room going, I'm not going to talk over everybody here, but I will let no one talk over me. Right. And I'm like, ooh, those are the checks and balances of going, come on. Like there's something so beautiful about that. Where do we finally realize the God of creation, ultimate reality, life itself is longing for our participation, no matter how heathen, no matter how dirty, no matter how dark, no matter how rebellious, life itself is asking for our participation and the freedom from our guilt, our shame, our doubts, and our fears to stop being silent, to stop cowering to all these rules, to all these righteousness ideas, Mm -hmm. to all these things. Spend some time going through. I don't care who your parents said you are and what you're supposed to do. I don't care what your friends all think about you. I don't care what the Bible or what God says you need to be. What's your name? What is your name and who are you? Can you go through the process of bringing that forth? I don't have the answer, but I think the journey and the exploration of that is so enjoyable. It's so painful. I'll just, my last thing. This is my last thing. I, <laughs> Uh, yeah, la- last night, we talked till 3 a.m. last night. Austin's staying with my wife and I this weekend, which I, I love. And I, I went in bed last night to my to my wife, and I, was laying, uh, I said to her, Anna, I said, man, I said, Austin needs to know sometime tomorrow that, like, I just want him to know that we talked 80% of the day and he talked 20% of the day. And I just want him to know that I appreciate that. <laughs> and he gave room for us to say things he doesn't agree with. He gave so much room for us to say a bunch of shit that he probably was like, okay, like, all right. He extended a muscle of patience and stuff that we didn't even extend. So <laughs> I just want to even hear to say thank you. I so appreciate your spirit, your personality, your, your friendship. Mm. Thank you that for giving me the space to just, you know, be honest and share some things uh, starting a few weeks ago that I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll say everything as black and white as I'm going to today, but you were welcoming. You weren't defensive. You weren't scared. 
Right. Uh, so I just, I appreciate you. And I, th- I think this kind of conversation, like I have so much good feelings going on in this kind of thing. Right. I think, and hopefully people hearing this feel the same way. Yeah. And, um, I just hope more and more people have friendships and know that you can reach out to Austin, know that you can reach out to me. And just, if you are, on a journey of whatever kind it is, we are completely okay with your journey. As long as it's not harming someone's free will, as long as people right. are safe, I don't give a shit. And just know that you're okay in our book. We've both been fundamental. We've both been evangelical. We've both been hardcore Christian, but we've also loosened up on it. We've also come to different places. And in a way, I would say nothing scares me as long as it's legal. As long as you're not harming right. somebody, nothing scares me and you are welcome to be you yeah is really what i would say i guess so. I, have, I have a spiritual son he's actually we actually did a spiritual or i caught an interview with him luke Lintz. i'll never forget the day he told me like he told me something he did and i was like okay okay yeah. i was like did you enjoy it yeah <laughs> he yeah. was like probably something sexual i'm imagining uh, i think it was, i ate a donut this morning and i feel so bad right i well, think it was, was it plot or something like that and i was uh, like okay. whatever i can't remember what it was but we shouldn't spill luke's uh info yeah, on, right. online right well now it's all legal and stuff his so. name is jeff his You're name right. is jeff jeff <laughs> not luke <laughs> but i remember he came to me in this like i messed up yeah pastor yeah and i was like cool did you have it like and he was like you yeah. really do just hand out freedom, don't you? Yes. And I was like, did you think I was just preaching it? Or, you know, right. And that is, sure, I think there's plenty of stupid ideas out there. Yeah. And plenty of stupid decisions that people make. Yeah. But literally could care. I don't lose any sleep. I don't, yeah. I'm not obsessed with my own opinion in that way. And there is such a freedom. And so I think that's the encouragement is that freedom and ask the questions and, and be the crazy person, but also don't be so needy of that identity that I'm the crazy person in the family. Like there's kind of three groups of people in the new age Christian community that I'm aware of. There's kind of that entry level, like, Oh my gosh, I'm still questioning Jesus. And I'm still questioning you. There's lots of great episodes for them. Yeah. And then there's that middle crowd that's like, I'm definitely fully embracing my black sheep identity yeah, and I'm yeah. the rebel and I remember that. And they're kind of the the, yeah. uh, the zealots amongst the New Age Christian world. And then there's the group that's kind of gotten through that. Yeah. And they're like, you know what? I love the freedom I have now. Yeah. And now I can still eat dinner with my family that still think I'm going to hell. And I yeah. just smile and I wave. and. And it's kind of that progression of, of being born again. Yeah. And, and the one caveat I would say is I also want, just in case someone is listening who maybe shares some of the things I started journeying down the last two years to just say, I often felt like when I removed one belief system, I would go, oh, what do I replace it with? Right. I always felt like I had all these mental models and my life would crumble if I took away one and I didn't fill it with something else. And realizing the freedom that you don't have to fill it. Maybe that mental model wasn't serving you, and maybe you can just leave it. So meaning going, maybe your theology isn't just expanding, 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 expanding. You're getting more and more open-minded. You also are free 
according to me, to believe nothing if you want to. Yes. You don't have to believe in a creator. You don't have to believe in a Holy Spirit. You honestly get the permission to be human. Yes. You don't have to come up with all these crazy ideas of an afterlife and like, will you have sex with God in the afterlife or whatever. <laughs> you don't have to, actually. You can go, I'm starting to realize, I wonder if any of that is any specifically true, specifically, maybe those are just ideas, whatever. You are free to not just replace the idea with God of, with another God, which is you in New Age. Right, right. You right. don't just have to remove it. You can replace it with just reality. Maybe you could spend an amount of time just going... I'm going to take what a break. I, well, I'm going to take a break from fantasy, from superstition, from theology, and I'm just going to let my senses be my senses with no shame or no judgment. I'm going to let my desires just be what they are. I'm going to be human. I'm yeah. going to think about what is it I want to do next week and next month. I'm going to get and good I'm at gonna, golf. I'm going to get good at sex. Yeah. And, lose some weight. and I'm not going to feel bad for it. <laughs> I'm going to put a lot of these external extraterrestrial pressures off the table for a while. And I'm going to give myself the permission to be a human being, having a human experience, knowing that maybe for a while some of that stuff gets shelved and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think that's a great freedom I needed to know. So I would even say that to whoever's listening, not saying that I'm trying to tell everyone you need to be that, but maybe for a while you need to know it's okay to just go when someone talks to you about who, so what do you think God is to just say, I don't know. What do you think the Holy Spirit I is? I would forbid you say, I don't really care right now. I'm not sure right now. And, and that's not even on the top of my list at the moment. Yeah. I'm really excited about baking this thing. I'm going to bake tomorrow night. Oh my God, how cool is Speaking that? Speaking of which, Beef just, Wellington. Beef Wellington. So, we, brother, thank you. And <laughs> listeners, thanks for bearing with I think this is a long episode, but I hope, I think people will like it. So, Hopefully. Hopefully they're encouraged. So, yeah. as always, uh, like, share, tell your friends. Go to newagechristianity.org if you'd like to donate. Appreciate that. And um, we will definitely have Ronnie on again and probably again and again. Um, so, Hope you've enjoyed it. Love you guys. And we will see you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.